Welcome to episode 55 of Honestly Unbalanced and this episode could not have come at a better time of year. We're talking to Cami Vidal about mindful drinking, the reasons we drink, how to tackle peer pressure that's trying to make you drink and in this season of office parties and lots of family get-togethers, this could be something you need to you need to hear. So let me tell you a little bit about Cami. She's the founder of Le Maison Wellness and the creator of Mindful Cocktails. She's a globally recognized bartender and a drinks expert turned into a mindfulness yoga and meditation teacher. She's on a mission to inspire the world to bring mindfulness into the glass, showing that tasty doesn't have to be boozy. She's actually named Forbes one of the Forbes women leading the drinks industry and Bar World 100 industry most influential figures 2019, 2020 and 2021 she's the leading voice in the mindful drinking movement and just does lots just lots you know what i'm not going to do it justice by talking more i want you to listen to her let me just tell you what we're going to chat about we're going to chat about the mindful drinking movement using alcohol as a social crutch the reasons we drink the importance of your why the effects of alcohol on the body and mental health how hangovers are normalized the importance of inner work to connect back to ourselves tackling peer pressure around alcohol and finding the balance that works for you and i'm going to leave you as one quote that cami said during this let your spirit shine don't pour spirits all over it love that hi guys just a little one from me so i'm really excited to be bringing back my course earth to sky which is a seven week chakra sound journey starting fresh january the 11th and this is a course where we're going to be diving into the chakras which are the emotional and energetic centers in the body these things have changed my life so it's going to be a deep dive into you helping you to step fully into your power for 2022 to feel more calm more confident more creative and all sorts of amazing things and we'll also be doing lots of sound journeys as well to help heal and balance these amazing energetic portals in the body Uh, there's an early bird price offer on at the moment available until the 21st of december so just head to hollyhustler.com forward slash courses to check that out and sign up and i hope to see you there And back to me. For any yoga teachers out there, I'm launching or have launched a course starting in February, which involves mentoring, coaching and education. Uh, And I give a lot of myself in this course. Everything I've learned from about 10,000 hours of teaching yoga in over 20 countries and over 60 studios. And it includes how to refine your skill as a teacher, how to find your voice, uh, how to build a website, how to manage unruly students, how to create effective sequencing informed by contemporary understanding of the body, all sorts. If you head to adamhustler.com, you can find out more. And right now there is an early bird on that. And yeah, it begins in February. And as a final treat, as always, code HUSTLER. It's a new code, but code HUSTLER, all caps, gets a decent amount of money off Lifeform yoga mats. And code THE HUSTLERS, all caps, gets loads of money off my protein. That includes supplements, uh, nutrition, and their clothes, which I pretty much wear every day. Honestly, unbalanced. Cami, it is Christmas season, so a lot of people aren't used to socialising. Like they've stopped socialising for two years, and they probably got really bad alcohol tolerance so that's probably making them scared or maybe actually they've increased their alcohol tolerance maybe <laughs> over <would> lockdown <laughs> but maybe people are kind of scared to be going out on christmas parties etc and there's maybe a lot of pressure to have a big blowout and for mm-hmm. people that don't want to have a big blowout and get wrecked and ruin their reputation maybe <laughs> speaking from experience <laughs> well, how can they hide the fact that they're not drinking alcohol mm. what tips do you have for someone to go out but secretly not be drinking <laughs> I mean, I've got I've got a lot um, for sure. I mean, we call that the silly season for a reason. (sighs) And I actually think that like not only people haven't been able to socialize as much and we we lost a little bit of our social skills you know we, yeah. we're slightly all a bit awkward we're like how do we do this we can't hug really we've got a new variant coming i mean there's so much you know in the mix um that makes you know human connection a bit more tricky and a bit more challenging and i think that that actually is also one of the reason why people will tend to have a drink Mm. even more to rely on a drink to use it as a social crutch 
more than ever because to wave away a little bit of that you know uncomfortable feelings or that sense of being slightly off slightly awkward and i think that's where it becomes um a little bit of a slippery slope a little bit of a uh, am I actually drinking because I want to connect and I want to have a great time or am I using it as a coping mechanism? But to go back to your question, I mean, you can always go to the bar and ask for, you know, something with a, with tonic water and some lime and pretend mm-hmm. that it's, this is your gin and tonic. You can um, go and order anything, any cocktail and just pretend that, uh, that the bartender made it for you and that is alcoholic. But as you know, I've really been working on empowering people to get on that journey of becoming a mindful drinker. I think the really big essential piece of it is being comfortable with Mm -hmm. saying, no, I'm not drinking alcohol. Because I think that what we need to reshift and change the conversation around is that alcohol is a social lubricant that it has to be part of the equation mm. and i think by really owning the fact that you're going out and you're like oh actually i'm gonna have an alcohol free beer or i'm gonna have you know something that is um, low in alcohol because i don't really want to imbibe tonight and feeling comfortable and not having to apologize about it or to feel like that you're missing out or having your friend judging that's really where the big piece happen and when you feel comfortable with it then it's so empowering mm. and honesty is the best policy yeah, isn't I it always because i can just, ima- just imagine like if you're with someone and they think you're drinking a gin and tonic for every gin and tonic they have and you're drinking water and they're opening up about their soul or declaring their love for you or whatever might come to that it's a little bit wrong isn't it from a you just moral gotta perspective. pretend to be getting pissed on water like imagine if you're on a date and you thought you were just getting drunk with someone and actually they were drinking a ribena yeah. instead of uh, but why do why do people find it so difficult to to be honest about not drinking? Mm. Because you know, if I was going out and all my friends were drinking, I would feel like I'd have to come up with a reason for it rather than just saying I'm just not going to drink tonight because yeah, I don't want to drink. That you always feel like you have to justify it. So yeah, how do you get because around it's that? So, it's so ingrained in our you know in the way that we see connection and socialising. It is mm. so part of our society. We think that going out equal drinking Mm. alcohol Mm. and even the fact that like i say drinking without having to say alcohol and we know that i'm talking about Mm. alcohol like you can go out and drink and (laughs) actually have something that is alcohol free you're still drinking i always say to people you know if you're having an alcohol free cocktail you're still drinking you're just not drinking alcohol Mm. if you're having an alcohol free beer you're still drinking a beer there's just no alcohol and i think that it's just so much part of our society and we like all the representation you 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 watch movie when they go out they drink you like every single representation that we have of socializing with friends like navigate and is built around food and drinks and around alcohol very often but i actually think that is pulling you away from a sense of connection either Mm. because you feel like that you're not honoring yourself by Mm -hmm. having to force yourself to imbibe alcohol on the night that you don't want to or that you have to come up and i used to say oh no no i'm on i'm on medication tonight Mm. like i can't drink i wasn't i very very (laughs) rarely take medication so um like or just come up with like excuses oh i have to wake up super super early tomorrow or anything and and i work in this in the spirits industry for many years so for me it was like for a solid like few years of my life and when i say few years i'm talking about like probably a decade (laughs) (laughs) i was struggling to find days in my week where i wouldn't drink alcohol because my job was very much to travel around the world to go from cocktail bars to cocktail bars restaurant to restaurant and it sounds pretty glamorous and pretty incredible like this you know being on the plane and visiting beautiful places um and discovering countries through food and drinks but it also takes a big toll on your body and is really really exhausting and you feel more and more disconnected because like if you remember one of the last big night out that you had when you probably drank a bit too much with your friends 
maybe you remember half of the night. <laughs> maybe you don't remember the conversation that you had. Mm. Maybe you woke up with a feeling of feeling like you've done something wrong yeah, or a little guilt. bit of a of like that anxiety and that guilt exactly or just like your body really really struggling as a result of what was supposed to be a moment of connection and a celebration and i think all of this that is created by imbibing and drinking too much alcohol on an evening is actually disconnecting ourselves to each other yeah but also to to yourself and i think that was very much that moment when I when I realized that and I, I saw the other side of the coin that was not that was that was almost like what was coming with those like fun night out and going out and socializing and, and I was like, but why do we accept that we almost have to pay the price for it? Yeah. Why do we think that it's it's normal to wake up feeling like shit? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and I really wanted to change the conversation around that and to hopefully, you know, one mindful cocktail at the time and one conversation mm. like we're doing today at the time, open minds and realize that we, we, we have the power to reshape the way that we want to celebrate and to create the recipe mm. in and out of the glass that works for us. I love that. As, as you said, like alcohol is a social lubricant. And for a lot of people that, as you said, they drink it to feel comfortable, to feel like they can be themselves. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing is to feel like they can be themselves. And you said in order to be themselves for one night, they pay the price of a hangover or being guilt uh, or feeling guilty, yeah. et cetera. And I think the work, you know, that's a, li that's a small price to pay. That price is only six hours, six hours or more feeling you know, quite horrific. But I think what we need more, more of is, to find a way to be ourselves full stop without mm. in the daily alcohol. life yeah. without but day to day yeah and that takes a lot more work that might require a daily meditation it might require a yoga practice or you know releasing endorphins through doing exercise mm. it might require a lot of self-work and self-reflection yeah that's a harder route to be yourself than just simply having four or five gnts isn't it <laughs> what was the turning um, i mean sorry you, go on you, you go like exactly what you said like this is spot on i think that the like i don't know if you're familiar with the work of um gabor mate but he obviously dedicated his life talking about trauma but especially about addiction and he said we need to stop talking about why the addiction and understand where that come from like the issue is in the amount of alcohol that society and people in society feel like that they need to drink in order to allow them, themselves to show up at the like to be themselves or to feel comfortable or to numb themselves or to escape their reality the problem is why do they do they need to do that why mm. do we need to do that why we what do we where is that pain coming from that we just escape by you know using alcohol as a coping mechanism or a medium to yeah. do so and i think that when you begin that journey that's just so empowering mm. and you know as and both of you are in in the wellness world i think that we see so many people that actually are already on that journey of like connecting with themselves yeah. this desire for something bigger than just their you know the, the rat race that we that we stuck in and i really noticed because my journey started probably the same you know i started i was very fortunate to to grow up in the family where meditation and yoga was part of the conversation i started when i was a, a teenager my mother was a was had a really holistic approach to life and then in my in my 20s uh, i kind of forgot about it and then in my late 20s I remember how essential it was and I came back to it but it was almost like I could meditate and I could practice yoga and I could become more aware of what I was drinking and a lot of people or what I was eating and a lot of people do that you know I was at a at balance festival a couple of uh, weeks ago and you see all those people that like they go they exercise they want to like feel good but very often the drinking piece doesn't come. It is not even part of the picture for mm. people. They don't even realize the impact. And for me, that was like the missing piece. That was the, 
if I change also my drinking habits and if I become aware of how I use it as a coping mechanism, and I've, you know, I very often get asked, did you hit rock bottom? Did you wake up with a really, really, <laughs> really bad hangover and you're like, never again. And Damn. I actually didn't, you know, like I didn't, ha- that was in my experience. I slowly became more and more and more aware and understood that mindfulness wasn't something that I could compartment in different like area of my life and then go to the pub on Friday night and totally forget about it. It was something that I will sprinkle all over my life and become more aware. And it was more of an an attitude or mindsets and a way of life rather than just something that I will do, you know, Monday to Friday or that I would do in the morning when I woke up. And I think that journey of becoming aware becoming mindful, empowering yourself, and really understanding what works for you. Because my balance as a mindful drinker is probably different than yours, Holly, or than yours, Adam. And really giving ourselves the tools to be able to do that journey, to do that work so we feel empowered and Mm. we can celebrate rather than feeling like we have to cut things out. Mm. Um, that's, That's how we can begin to live well, you know? Did you go cold turkey then at one point and just decide I'm not doing it anymore or is it a gradual process? Um, I really, really believe that alcohol, and it, again, it depends for for people. Like if you have a relationship that is okay with, with drinking and, and you just want to adapt it, mm. that's possible. But I really believe that in order to reassess your relationship, you need to cut it out mm. just for a little bit of time. And that can be a month, you know, that can be your dry January, your sober October challenge that you do or whatever that like give you the motivation to to do it. But by taking a month or I took three months completely um, off alcohol, not drinking at all. Um, I was actually at going to India to do my uh, my teacher training and I used that as an excuse mm. for my friends. And I mm. was like, oh, I just know I'm going to be in India for a month and I won't be able to drink alcohol. And I just, because I work in the spirits industry, in the drink industry for so long. And as I was saying, like, it was quite challenging for me to have days where I wasn't imbibing alcohol. I kind of say, oh, I just don't want my body to be detoxing while I'm like learning and working mm. so hard. Um, so I took two months before going completely off alcohol. And then I did a month when I was in India and then I came back and I was like, I actually don't even want to drink. I think that like the less you you drink alcohol, the more you realize the impact that it has on your body, mm. the, the more you realize that you don't need it to yeah. socialize and go out. And the more you understand how to use it with awareness and understanding of the impact. Like we think that alcohol doesn't have an impact on our body because it's the only drugs that is like socially like okay that society have said yeah yeah, it's fine if alcohol was like created today it will be classified as as a class a drugs like it is one of the most damaging drugs in the world i did um i did uh, an alcohol assessment training where she was basically telling us that you could take heroin every day for the rest of your life in a very, very small quantity. It will impact less your body um, than drinking alcohol. And I was like, oh, wow, please do not go and take heroin. But that was the example that she was giving. And I I think we don't understand that alcohol has an impact on your body and something that actually damages your organs and your, your entire system that you can't reverse Mm. you actually like your body can only process one unit of alcohol per hour as soon as you go above that your body doesn't know what to do with it you know Mm. and so it started to like really impact all your organs and having the knowledge and understanding that that maybe drinking slower and always making sure that you have food and that Mm. you drink a lot of water and that you listen to your body so you can know what's your limits well i think that's empowering Mm. rather than just going out and you know like blowing it out and waking up feeling terrible get hammered yeah 
Do you know what I, I learned recently about you know the effect that alcohol has in the body? What blackout drunk actually means? I just thought blackout drunk, you know, means you get hammered and you're kind of falling over. But actually, when you're blackout drunk, your body just loses all ability to form memory. But you mm-hmm. could speak, have a normal conversation with someone, and you would not know that they're blackout drunk. But they don't remember anything until they wake up. And a way to test if someone is blackout drunk is ask them a question. Then about a minute later, ask them the same question, then do it again. And if they are just normal, <laughs> you know they're blackout drunk. And that, that petrifies me. But coming back to something you said before about this idea of cutting it out completely to reevaluate, that can be applied to a lot of things, actually. Mm. I, I, a guy called Cal Newport applied that in his kind of concept of digital minimalism, like removing every app from your phone <laughs> for a month and then really mindfully choosing which apps you actually do need and do actually want. But that detoxing and then gra- not saying all apps are bad, but giving yourself that space to come away from it is really useful, isn't it? It is really useful because it gives you the space and the time to see how you feel, to like navigate um, not having it in your life. And, and I think that, you know, the mindful drinking movement is really one that is like expanding all around the world. Yeah. More and more people are joining that movement, understanding that like what we drink has an impact on ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, that it plays a big role in our mental health. Um, and understanding that in society, we too often use it as a coping mechanism, use it as a way to escape. I often say to people, a good way to know um, and to be to bring awareness in your drinking habit is when you go out and you want to drink something that is alcoholic, ask yourself, am I drinking to celebrate or to escape? Mm. You know, and yeah. having that like the understanding, is it a celebration or is it an escapism, mm. then you can address and assess. I remember one one night when I launched my business and as you know, um, anyone that has launched their business, you know how challenging it is to, to run your own business. And I came home one night and I was really, really frustrated with something that happened. And I said to Michael, my partner, oh gosh, I really want to drink right now. And I felt it, like I felt that I want to, let this you know to blow out some steam like i just want to release and let go um and michael looked at me and he was like well why don't you make yourself a drink like you've got i mean you can't see behind the screen there's all the bars with a thousand <laughs> of bottles of alcohol free and alcoholic um option and he was like you've got an entire bar here why don't you make yourself a cocktail and I looked at him and I say, because I don't want to drink for the right reason. Mm. And I think that part of that journey is understanding your why. Like, mm. why do you drink? And sometimes in order to understand your why, you need to create a bit of space. You need to create that time for yourself to dive in and to understand the why. Mm. Why am I drinking? Why am I drinking right now? Why do I feel like drinking? Is it something that is positive? We also have very much of that, like, I'm going to reward myself or yeah. I'm going to have a glass of wine. But, mm. and, and that can be positive. You know, that can be a nice glass of wine at the end of the, the day to have something that is a natural wine, sit down, sip, appreciate, close your computer, put your phone away. That can be something that is, that is a positive ritual. But if it's done with like awareness and mindfulness, and mm. again, does it have to be alcoholic? I don't think so, mm. you know. That's so interesting because I think I know from my personal experience, if I have, you know, say a glass of wine with the intention of escaping, then it reacts like that in my body and I tend to have a more negative experience. However, if I have a glass of wine and the intention is I'm really happy, I'm not doing this to fill any hole, it's just because I feel joyful and I want to enhance my sense of fun and joy, then that's exactly how it also responds in my body. So I think your why is so, so important and having that space before to almost set an intention before you drink. Um, And I do that with so many things now. It makes such a difference. Such a difference on the journey, the experience, but also honoring yourself. You know, I think that we just don't have, we don't create space enough for awareness. And that applies in drinking, but also the way that we eat or, you know, we, we always have our phone, we've got the TV on, we, mm. we, I think that multitasking and the way that we divide our attention to things is actually one of the reasons why 
we feel so disconnected, mm. you know, and yeah. being fully present in the experience, understanding your why and having a moment connect with yourself so you can decide what is going to serve me best tonight. You know, we like we all experienced that, like what we call the the bar panic, you know, you go to a place, you arrive, you're meeting your friend, you haven't seen them for a while, you're running late, if you're me, you're running late, you're <laughs> half sweating when you arrive, and then they're all drinking something, you sat down, you say hello, and then the the waiter or the waitress um, comes over and they're like, what do you want to drink? And you're like, ah, I don't know, I'm still out of breath, I just arrived, uh, I would have what they're having, whatever, you know, and then you end up with something that you don't even want to. Mm. And so, for example, one of the things that I do is I always start with a glass of water. Like always, when I when I arrive at a place and the person come over, I say, can I start with a glass of water or can I start with a glass of sparkling water? Just because usually I'm dehydrated and that gives me the space and the time to then figure out, okay, what are they drinking? What do I want to drink? Do I want to drink alcohol tonight? I don't think so. Or maybe I do. Oh, I'm going to ha- I'm going to take my time to have a look at the menu and really see what are the options. Oh, they have amazing a list of like natural wine. I'm going to order from that because actually I want to try this. And then you just become like much more empowered to make the decision for yourself. And I think that too often we don't listen to our body. We don't listen to ourselves, and we just go with the flow, whatever is happening at the table or people are ordering another round and, oh yeah, yeah, I have another round as well. Like mm. I think drinking in rounds is the worst. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> and there's lots, you know? of, there's like lots pressure. of peer pressure tied to that mm. and even mm. financial pressure. Yeah. Cause I'm like, if Gosh. they're all drinking gin and tonics, <laughs> I'm not getting a juice. I want something equally as expensive. <laughs> if I'm paying for this champagne, round, yeah, no, no, yeah, it is, it is bad in, in many ways. Mm. The only convenience is, of course, only one person has to go and buy the drinks. <laughs> the rest of you can stay talking. That but, is very true. That I love what, so you, true. what you were saying about empowering yourself, though, because it's it's about coming to or getting to the root of the problem. And so much of society is about here's a pill to cover up what you're actually feeling, and rather than actually tackle what is going on underneath it. Mm. And so I guess it's it's about. Well, like you said earlier, Adam, about coming back to practices like yoga and meditation that help you to go inside and connect with yourself so that you understand, you know, why do I feel the need to drink and what can I do to actually connect with myself so I can make more informed choices that honour me and my body. So what do you suggest that, what, what are your personal practices to help you with this along your journey? I mean, my journey as a mindful drinker was quite, um, it was it was a real, like, awakening and a, and a big choice you know as i said i worked in the spirits industry for pretty much my entire life like i worked in the drink industry for the past 15 years from working in bars and restaurants to working as a bartender to then becoming um, a global ambassador for for an alcohol brand and there was almost a bit of a you know it was it's such a beautiful community of people connected all around the world and it was almost I became this person who was like a trader you know like I was like oh I'm moving away from this <laughs> and I actually think that we can drink in a better way that we can empower people and people were like what are you talking about is this the same person that was like getting absolutely wasted <laughs> a few years ago when we met you know and I changed and I, so much but it was it was very much of, a, of an awakening it was this I'm going to show up for myself. And I think that's why I really, really, really empower people to find the balance that works for them. And on, you know, my my journey of like launching my business, my maison wellness and all the work that I do to support people on this journey of becoming mindful drinkers is if you look at the mindful drinking movement, there's the people that drink alcohol and then there's a, there's a pretty big community of people that are sober. Mm. And the people that drink alcohol are very vocal about it. And the people that don't drink alcohol and that things that alcohol is bad are very vocal <laughs> about it. And everyone in the middle um, are trying to navigate and understand what to do. But I actually think that it's about taking back our power. It's about showing up for ourselves. Like for me, I decided to become a mindful drinker because I made a big turn in my life. I was in a long-term relationship and 
I decided that this wasn't working for me anymore. I worked for a company for 10 years and decided that that wasn't fulfilling me anymore. And I changed my life around in the space of a, of a week, you know, and, mm. and it was painful and it was difficult and it was, and it was in, like really uncomfortable and it was full I was full of doubts and everyone were telling me that what the hell was I doing and what was I thinking and and I was like if I decide to drink alcohol I don't I can't do this to myself I can't with those big decisions that I'm taking I can't use alcohol as an escapism i can't not show up for myself i have to show up i have to to feel the pain and work my way through it because i made the decision and if i and if i just drink my way through it and figure it out along the way then i'm i'm not honoring those decisions and the person that i want to become and and the mission that i want to set for myself and that's that was very much how um i became that mindful drinker you know and it was and it was and it was really difficult and and i remember like sitting you know at tables or going to bars because i was working with so many bars at, at that time and saying oh no i'm not i'm not drinking alcohol tonight and people really judging people making inappropriate comment people asking me if i was pregnant when i was going through you know the breakup mm. of like a 10 years relationship like it was really uncomfortable but I, I kept on, you know, telling myself that I was if it felt right because I was I was being myself. I was allowing myself to to be seen at myself. Like very often I say to people, let your spirit shine. Don't Aww. pour spirits all over it. Just Aww. let your spirit mm-hmm. shine. Oh, I love shine, that. You know? And I think that that's very much the, the journey. And and I think that unfortunately we we live in a society that made us believe that we need things from, you know, outside yeah. we need to add as you say take this pill do this diet do these things or practice that and and actually think that we need to give power back to people we yeah. need to give them the tool to support themselves and i truly believe that becoming a mindful drinker is one of them and for me a mindful drinker doesn't mean that you're not drinking alcohol it means that you're aware of your drinking mm. habit and that you find the balance that works for yourself and that pisses off a lot of sober people <laughs> but i tr- i truly believe that you can be a mindful drinker and moderate and your moderation might be different at different time of your life you know like i i think that before the global pandemic i was probably going out a bit more and i was probably going to places where i will want to try maybe more of their natural wine or their low alcohol cocktail and then with the with the pandemic spending more time at home i just didn't really want to imbibe alcohol but i was still making myself a drink pretty much every single night to have this sense of like ritual to close my computer and transition from the daytime to the evening but i just didn't want to drink alcohol as much and so i think that that's what we need to do to say to people you you've got like i'm not going to tell i never say to people you should or you shouldn't drink alcohol i give them recipes and tools Mm. to be able to become aware of what they need did you have any kind of you said already you had negative reaction when you kind of shifted camp as it were right was there any consequence with clients did you lose any job or lose any work if anything you've from what i can see you know you're you're you've built your reputation since definitely like you're listed in like the top 100 most influential people three times in a row in that industry but in that short term when you initially started your business and started the migration was there any strong negative consequence um i think i was fortunate to in this in the industry so in the in the drinks industry i was already very established and connected and um and people were questioning why but we're also understanding and also because i started very much as like i transitioned to becoming a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher and then people were kind of like oh it's part of the same thing you know they weren't really understanding that like um and then the movement became more and more important and yeah i definitely had a lot of bartenders saying to me that it was absolutely bullshit what i was doing and that you know mocktail which is a word that i'm really really 
fighting against because <laughs> it's su- it has such a bad connotation and people don't understand it's a muck of a cocktail no yeah. one wants that you know and so <laughs> really explaining how the power of language and how what you know why like alcohol free cocktail and making sure that um we, we were providing this experience and and actually for my like as i was transitioning i had a moment where i asked myself am i done with the drinks industry am i have i done my like maybe i'm maybe i'm just moving completely into the wellness um world and maybe maybe i don't want to be part of this industry anymore and i remember i sat down and i wrote everything that i was passionate about in this industry you know the the huge creativity of creating cocktails like i come from a very artistic family where I grew up trying to figure out what was my creativity. And the moment I started making drinks, I, f- I felt so fulfilled by it. You know, mm. I felt so light up by creating something that will look beautiful, taste amazing, allow people to connect and have an experience. And so I've wrote down all the things that I love so much about bars and restaurants and drinks and socializing. And in none of that, alcohol came up Mm. and there was never a moment when I was like oh yeah alcohol that's definitely something that I love Mm -hmm. and then it made me realize that maybe maybe I could still remain in this industry and just not you know provide options that will be alcohol free and show that tasty doesn't have to be busy like we can create beautiful cocktails without a huge amount of alcohol or without any alcohol and then show people that still wanted to imbibe how to do it in the in a better way. How can we maybe drink less alcohol with better ingredients? How can we become aware of everything else that goes into the glass, you know, of all the other ingredients from the sweetener and maybe move away from refined sugar and use kinder alternative for the body to use the mixers that are made with natural ingredients rather than artificial ingredients and all of that and and as a as a college to bring mindfulness into the glass and understand that again that's something that is part of our way of uh, of living and so yeah i did get some pushback i think people understood quite quickly where i was coming from and what i was doing i also think that i kept on reminding people that the DNA of the drink industry is hospitality. We should be able to provide an experience to every single person Mm. Mm -hmm. that comes into a bar. We're not there to judge them. We're there to provide a beautiful time and amazing experience. And so for that, if they want to drink alcohol or they don't, we should be able to offer something. Mm. I was just uh, I was looking on your website earlier actually at, at all your recipes and I spotted a really lovely was it called Festivo and I've actually because I do you know what yeah. I'm not a big drinker at all the only thing I really ever drink is water um, because I'm always really conscious of well, what's going on in in the drinks you know is that added sugar and I just think I'd rather waste my calories on food if I'm honest (laughs) Um, so I remember I tried one of your drinks a couple of years ago at one of uh, Michael's events actually a Christmas event Mm -hmm. and it was so delicious and I just trusted that you'd put really good ingredients in it as well so for me I'm totally sold but um, would you mind telling us a little bit about your new Festivo Christmas drink because it just looks so delicious and um, yeah just share with the listeners if they want something (laughs) Christmassy and non-alcoholic yeah and i actually think that like you know i i feel like very often when we talk about moderation rather like in foods drinks or in life in general we always look at it in the way that is about removing things out of our life and i think i build my you know approach to life and my business in the complete different um angle i want to build the pile of good things Mm. in our life because i believe that if you bring more good stuff in your life then the other will just fall out it's Mm. the same if like instead of focusing on i oh i want to drink less start drinking alcohol free option and Mm. then you will realize that automatically you will drink less alcohol because you incorporated some alcohol free option and so the balance kind of like find itself mm. um, way. And so I really, I, I wanted to use 
my creativity and the skills that I have in making cocktails to create an option for people that they would just love. You know, you said you enjoyed the drink that you tasted mm. um, at that event that we we did together. Or I even had people like coming to to some events that I've done, not even knowing that the drinks were alcohol free or they were low alcohol. You know, they were just like, oh, they're delicious. I mm. didn't think of it. Like if you think of the last time you you went out and and had cocktail you didn't wake up the day after being like oh god that vodka was incredible you're like <laughs> that cocktail was amazing and tasted delicious mm. it was beautiful it's the bar was amazing the music was great the people i was with was just so lovely you know that's what you remember of the experience and so i wanted to create options for people to be able to become mindful but still have a good time you know it's that like half full glass or half empty like I want us to look at life thinking that the glass is half full like I think maybe it's it was also a bit of my upbringing growing up in the south of France where I had such a sense of appreciation of like good food and good drinks and flavor and like that's just so important to me and so on the website you will find plenty I mean this there's hundreds of recipes um, for alcohol free cocktail there's plenty of recipes for low alcohol and when I say low alcohol is I keep my cocktails to one unit of alcohol as I was saying earlier like your body can only process one unit per hour and NHS will recommend 14 units a week and then to give you an idea a bottle of wine will be like 10 units of alcohol so if you think about it you like you NHS will say don't drink more than one and a half bottle of wine a week. So in order for people to be able to have cocktails and enjoy, I wanted to create low alcohol cocktails. So you got all of that. Um, they're usually quite simple um, and you can make them at home. Um, the Festivo is actually the new recipe of, uh, of this week. Mm. And it's a beautiful, like mindful aperitivo for the for the festive season so you got um martini vibrante which is a beautiful alcohol free um aperitif so you get that like classic italian bitterness that you would have in any of your like aperitif so from like your aperol your campari your like spritz that you enjoy so you get that like bitterness that like citrus coming through and then i mix it with some cranberry juice um and again, hopefully, like people will try to find some like non-sweetened um, cranberry juice, things that are like actually good for for the body. Um, and then using a blood orange water kefir, which is actually a collaboration that I've done with uh, with this beautiful brand called Agua de Madre, where I created that flavor for them. And that's just like packed with like billions of like life culture. So really, really mm. good for your gut health. Um, incredible flavor, quite similar than like kombucha, but with a little bit of a of a rounder um, flavor. Vegan, um, no sugar, nothing, just good for for flavor. And uh, and I think for me, that's again, it's like I'm always looking at how can I create something that is delicious, but it's also something that also has some functional benefits for the body. Mm, like how can that. we enjoy? That's like. For me, that's the full experience, something that looks amazing, tastes delicious, and also do do a bit of good for, for yourself. I like the functionalness. I think it's CBD <laughs> in it. like that. Even, even like isotonic. Could, yeah. you, could you have like isotonic cocktails to have like after a marathon or before Ooh. a marathon? <laughs> so many yeah, angles. absolutely. <laughs> I, I actually had um, a catch-up with a brand called Full, which is made with, um, with spirulina. Ooh. And looking at uh, at developing some uh, some recipe, and it's really 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 hydrating, packed with antioxidant, and the way that like they make it, um, it's just so good for the planet because it is like you know like algae actually create more oxygen than um, the forest. Like mm. we need to look into seaweed way more in in order to regenerate the the planet. And again, for me. That is also being a mindful drinker, you know, and it, and just being a, a conscious human being is what can I drink that will do good for myself, but also for the planet, for the people around me. And I think that if we bring that mindfulness 360 approach, that's how we can hopefully um, 
become the best version of ourselves mm. for ourselves and for the rest of the world. So lovely. And I like what you said earlier, or I like the fact that there is so much more choice now. Because I think growing up in society, mm. when you go to a bar, if you're not drinking alcohol, your choices are Coke, Diet Coke, Red Bull, Water, Red Bull, or maybe J2, ugh, Ooh, J2O. J2O. There's very, and I think Europe tends yes. to do it a little bit. <laughs> Europe tends to do it a little bit better. There tends to be, I feel, around Europe more non-alcoholic variations in the most simple mm. way. Like apple juice and sparkling water is all like all over Austria, yeah. and it's just nice, just a normal thing. But it is so heartening that it's there are like one of my favorite drinks. Yeah. I very often, if I go to a pub and I say they don't have anything, I will say, "Can I have some apple juice, sparkling water, a dash of like Angostura bitters, which pretty much all bar would have." And that tastes delicious. <laughs> and it makes you just really question why you drink in the first place. So we were on a we were on a holiday, our honeymoon, like two years ago, and we'd never go on all inclusive. But we thought, why not go on all inclusive just for simplicity over Christmas? Let's just chill out. And we're just drinking cocktails all day, every day. And it's why were we drinking it? And we were drinking it because we wanted some flavour, we wanted some taste. Mm. But we did, we didn't want to get drunk. We just wanted flavour and taste. And our other option was coke or water. And I guess that was a big, big part of why we were drinking because of flavour and taste. And like and association, difference. you associate, you know, being on holiday with relaxing or let's get a drink. And mm-hmm. I don't, for some reason, I always, I can have two drinks and beyond that, I start going downhill and feeling awful. But there's something goes on in my head that always forgets that every time. So then I have one too many. I'm like, why am I drinking? And it just, it actually takes away from me and my personality. Well, you know what I'm like. I get really boring, don't I? Are, are bars, like, have you found, obviously, this is your, you know, your movement. Are you finding that a lot of bars are now having, are clearly advertising their alternatives mm. a lot more and actually stocking more non alcoholic spirits beyond, I know, Seedlip was doing really well for a while. Mm. You know, they were one of the first yeah. movers in the UK. But how have you noticed bars actually taking it up? 100%. And even things like London Cocktail Week um, this year, which was an entire month for October. And for the first time, they had way more bars listing alcohol-free option. And they had a dedicated page on their website listing all the, the bars that are, that were offering this, uh, those alcohol-free. So I think it's changing, but it's just taking time, you know, because... All the products are unavailable everywhere. There's so much education and training to do for the trades and for the bartenders to understand how to make cocktails because as you don't have the backbone, the structure of the alcohol to lift the flavor in your drink, then it's just become a bit more, um, you know, of a skill to be able to to create. And if again, if you look at my recipes, they, they quite, I try to keep it as simple as possible so people can make it at home. But it's about the flavor really. And then the consumer is also navigating, not only understanding what to drink when you don't want to drink alcohol and what do you like, what's available, but also navigating the peer pressure that we, mm. we mentioned before, you know, that, oh, come on, just have one drink. It's it's my birthday. Come on, have one drink. <laughs> well, I'm that. here. Mm. You know, I, like, I, I got it so much at the beginning and then people just gave up. They, they understood <laughs> that, like, I wasn't going to change my mind. But I will say to people, why do you need me to drink alcohol? I have a drink, I'm here, and I'm on the dance floor with you. What else do you yeah. need me to do? Like... And I think it's because very often it's people don't really care what you're doing is about how it makes them feel. Mm. And yeah. as you hold the mirror to themselves by saying, I've made the decision to change my relationship with alcohol, it just triggered yeah. a, something in them on, oh, maybe I shouldn't be drinking that much. And so we have to navigate all of that. And so it will take time for people to be comfortable saying, no, I'm not drinking alcohol tonight. Now, like, I mean, it's not even a question for me. Like I I know what I like. I very often I will be more happy to have something that is alcohol free because I'm exactly like like you, Holly. Like I know I'm a I'm a one and a half <laughs> glass of wine kind of girl. Mm-hmm. And that half took me a long time to figure out. I used to feel bad. I would be like, oh my God, but I pay for the other half. I'm not going to live it. Now I feel, I'm like, well, the option is drinking the other half and feeling crap or Mm. honoring myself and just live it. Or saying, do you want to share a glass of wine with me to your friend? Because I'm not going to drink it all. And I think that like 
that's good. Like as as you become aware of your drinking habits, as you understand the balance that works for you, you figure out what's your limits and you honor that. You figure out what are the options that you like in alcohol-free so you can really curate your evening the way that you want. And maybe it started with something that is alcohol-free and then having one glass um, of something that is alcoholic and then switching back to something that is alcohol-free so you still enjoy the night and you still feel like you're yourself and you know that like you're going to wake up the day after feeling great. Mm. I always say it's about epic nights and early morning, mm. like that clarity of mind that you have. For me, waking up the day after, after an amazing night out with some friends where we ate delicious food and I had mindful drinks all evening and I wake up and I feel energized and really like my heart is full from from the experience that i had the night before that's the most beautiful experience that i could mm. have waking up with a sore head slightly a cloudy mound mind having to try to figure out how to work through it hell mm -hmm. <laughs> like i will remain like i'm a, as i said a moderate mindful drinker but i will live the hangover free life forever like i if i could never have a hangover ever again i will be happy with that and i probably won't have one because i know how to find my balance through an evening out mm. should we do some quick let's do, yeah let's do some quick fire questions now mm -hmm. so first one is there any particular non-alcoholic or low alcohol spirit that's quite versatile that you'd advise people to have in their house over christmas definitely um Oh, I feel like that, you know, I'm that person that can't answer with one answer. I mm -hmm. say, whatever you enjoy, have the alcohol-free version of it. So you're a beer drinker, check out Big Drop. They they, it's a brewery that only do alcohol-free beers. They have loads of different styles from your alcohol-free IPA, your lager, but also your stout, like everything. Um, so if you like beers, just have that in the fridge. I always have alcohol-free beer in the fridge. I love having a beer for me that like cold sip at the end of the day makes me feel like I'm on holiday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so that's a good option. If you're a wine drinker, like you like sparkling wine, have some alcohol-free sparkling wine in the fridge. There's different brand. There's a brand called Noti that has really, really beautiful um, alcohol-free um, sparkling wine, a dry and a rosé. Um, we served that at our party with uh, with Michael. People didn't even realize it was alcohol-free. And so I told them, they're like, this is delicious. I was like, you know, it's alcohol-free, right? They're like, oh, no, I didn't realize. So that's always good. I feel like that during the holiday season, there's um, this sense of like celebration and like popping, you know, a bottle of, uh, of sparkling wine is always a nice way to, to celebrate. Um, something that is really, really versatile can be, there's a brand called Jimber, which is a beautiful ginger concentrate. And it's really versatile. You can have it just with sparkling wine. You can mix it in your drink. Um, you can have it with kombucha. Having good quality kombucha also in the fridge and, and, and elevating the experience. Like if you're having a glass of kombucha, maybe serve it in a wine glass and mm. garnish it with a slice of citrus, you know, or have it in the champagne glass and it makes you feel like you're having a glass of prosecco or something um and then looking at like at what you usually drink in terms of cocktail like there's pretty much alternative to everything these days like if you're a rum drinker have a look at like alcohol free rum like Kalenio or clinco if you like gin there's so many alcohol free botanical spirits and make sure that you have a really good tonic water like for example fever tree have launched their um new range called refreshingly light and it's used very very little um, natural sugar they decided to like not use any artificial sweetener and then they use 100 percent um natural flavor and so for that natural ingredients and so if you're having a gin and tonic and you're conscious of like the spirits or the alcohol free spirits that you're using but then three quarter of your glass is made with like a very crappy tonic water which yeah. is full of mm. sugar <laughs> and artificial flavor you're kind of missing the point so make sure you have like good mixes in the house um and i think that's probably you know i'm a big big fan of like a spritz i love an aperitif um, so I always have the two martinis that are alcohol-free, Vibrante and Floreale. That's just good. You can make so many different drinks. You can have it with tonic water, with soda water, with kombucha. You can mix it with like orange juice. You can have like so many like simple recipes 
Um, but it's really figuring out what you like and finding the alternative mm. to that. And also changing a bit your mind. Like if you, if you have a botanical spirit expecting it to taste like gin, you're setting yourself up for <laughs> failure. You know, if you like, I mean, beers, to be fair, they like a lot of the beers, you wouldn't even realize that they're alcohol free if you, if you weren't told. But I think it's understanding that it's something that is built in the same flavor profile, you know, and, and then just feeling, yeah, comfortable about having alcohol free, knowing that like, you don't have to justify yourself. Like it's okay to say no to a drink in order to say yes to you. hundred hmm. percent. That should be like, not just for the holiday season, but any, any time of the year. And I think for me, like, I'm really like, I'm so happy that I was already a mindful drinker now that I'm expecting, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and I have uh, those two beautiful babies growing in, uh, in my belly right now, like that I already had figured out my balance. I already had my options that I liked. And so I never felt like that I was missing out or like it was, it was in a hard, it was in a hard transition, you know? So I think that like f finding your balance, it's then something that will allow yourself to, to support you on your journey there might be moments where you feel more stressed and you want to drink less alcohol because you know the impact that it has on yourself there might be a moment where you have loads of celebration and you feel really connected with people and actually you're drinking maybe a bit more alcohol in that balance that works for you there might be events in your life like a pregnancy or anything where you won't be drinking but you don't feel like you have to miss out because you already have in place mm. all those things that you love and you feel like that you can have this celebration mm. i think it's about tailoring and creating the experience that works for yourself and doing it in the way that like really works for you i love that the name of that beer, Big Drop. That's a concern for guys, I think, because guys don't want to say, if they're like lads and on, on a night out with all the beers, <laughs> they don't want to say, oh, can I get a cause Light? You know, which is always, the name was always like a bit, or, or a Bex Zero, you know, whatever it was. But to have a name like yeah. a Big Drop, get me a Big Drop, that sounds laddie still. <laughs> like lads can get away yeah. with that. <laughs> I like that. And That's can you, can you leave and us also with... Go on. Sorry. Also know that like you never have to justify yourself. Yeah. And if you if you're like a guy and you go to the pub with your with your mate and you don't want to explain that you've been feeling a bit low and you're a bit overwhelmed and you're a bit stressed at the moment and you just don't want to drink alcohol, go to the bar. Pretty much every single pub will have an alcohol free beer. An alcohol free beer when it's poured in the pine glass, it looks like any beer. So mm. go to the bar, ask the bartender come back and don't have the conversation you don't have to explain you don't have to justify mm. anything you know and can you leave us with one of your favorite quotes oh gosh one of my favorite quotes um oh i don't know um putting you on the spot <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've been talking I about drinks like, I, like i've what? Um, I think tasty doesn't have to be busy. It's definitely one that like, because we have this idea and as you said, you know, you went on holiday and you were drinking cocktail because you wanted something that tasted good. And I think that now with all the option that we have, tasty doesn't have to be busy. And, it, and, and when I say doesn't have to be busy, it oh, doesn't boozy. have to be alcohol free. Boozy. Mm. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to be alcohol free, but it can be low alcohol that flavor, um, is essential and mm. i think that like again that's part of the celebration we love good drinks good foods good connection and allowing ourselves to to shine our spirits when oh, when we that's when we a celebrate. nice one i love that shine your spirit oh is there any like, what do you want people to know about your instagram your website anything you have out at the moment yeah um what do i want them to know i've got as I said, 100 recipes on lamaisonwellness.com. I release a new recipe every week. So I share um, a new creation every week. But actually for the month of December, um, I'm doing this advent calendar to help people to bring mindfulness into the glass and to navigate a little bit of like how to, to stay mindful throughout the holiday season and to just feel inspired by delicious drinks. So every day is a new recipe. There's discount codes on it. So you can order your 
um, your ingredients um, and make the cocktail at home. Um, and then my Instagram is mindfully cami and it's very much this idea of bringing mindfulness all across your life to sprinkle it um, a bit on, uh, on everything with this 360 approach. So that would be from mindful cocktail recipes to mindful drinking tips to um, mindful living, mindful movement, meditation, all of it, because I truly believe that you can't isolate one part of mindfulness in your life. That's just a lifestyle and an approach mm. to everything. And also understanding that balance is something that isn't, you know, um, that is always in movement. Every day we wake up and figure out what is the balance and the day after is an opportunity to start over again if the day before we we didn't um, feel like we find our balance. I think a lot of people also have these things of like, oh, but I fall off the wagon. Like, I'm like, there's no, you're the driver. You've got the keys. You can't fall off. <laughs> you know, like you you pick up your keys and you, and you drive again. That's what we do. We have the control. I think that understanding that becoming a mindful drinker and being um, mindful in the way that we live is so empowering. It's actually taking our power back and not giving it away, thinking that something's going to fix it. Someone, something external, some pill, some whatever, like we have the power to do it. That was a lovely way to finish. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much. It's been a pleasure. Honestly, I'm balanced.